0: Good afternoon and welcome to another Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. And guess what? You're in for a treat today. I am your guest host, Michael Cronodal. And today's educators, no stranger to our, our virtual sessions, we have the professor, Tyler Workman, and the topic is Learning Harmony. Something I know all the musicians could really benefit from getting some new wisdom and knowledge from this. So we're excited, Uh, but before we start, we just wanna remind everyone if you have any questions, uh, just go in that chat feature and uh, type out your your questions and we'll try to allot some time at the end to answer anything that you may have questions about. We love your feedback. Uh, Keep in mind, all of these sessions are free. So please go to our archives, go to our website, because there's so many other sessions that we know you'll enjoy, whether you're a seasoned musician or new musician, uh, there's so many so many things that you can learn from. So go to our website, www.clearwaterjazz.com slash education. And if you have any feedback, or maybe you have a future suggestion, uh, topic that something we could talk about, we would love to hear that. Our email is info at clearwaterjazz.com. So love to hear from you. So uh, moving right along, we want to thank our sponsors. Um, As you check out the studio archives at our website at our education outreach, that is brought to you by our friends over there, Blue Water Wealth Management at Stewart Partners and Duke Energy as well as Young Line podcast. And you can get that wherever you stream. That's brought to you by our friends over there at Marine Max Clearwater. And just search Young Lines Jazz Master Virtual Sessions wherever you stream. So what can I say about Tyler Whitman? maybe you checked out some of his past sessions here's a few just to name um here we go basic trombone fundamentals long tones and lip slurs we all need those uh scale pattern practice alternate positions on trombone man that's a really good one uh to have as a trombonist here's another one an approach to improvisation, own trombone, chord progressions, turnaround practice. I mean, the man has dropped so many jewels here at our Young Lions virtual session. But let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a composer, performer, producer. Uh, he focuses on jazz and classical styles. He's done so much with us here at the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Outreach Programs, including the uh, Young Lions Jazz Master Sessions. I um, mean, he's done so much with us. But you may see him as an adjunct faculty professor down there at the Bauer School of Music at Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, there, he is the director, the primary director of the FGCU Basketball Band, and he teaches the FGCU student. Bra- Quartet, the Student Jazz Combo two private students, you know, instrumental lessons. I mean, the man does it all. <laughs> and not only that, he's also with the University of Tampa. Um, so he's a busy, busy man. And guess where he has his credentials from? His bachelor's of arts from FSU and his jazz studies from USF. So I think I've I've said so much about this wonderful educator. He, he's definitely gonna deliver today. Tyler Wordman, the stage is all yours.
1: All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Clearwater Jazz, the sponsors, um, everyone who participates in these videos. Like you said, they're all free. Uh, I really wish I had something like this when I was in school, it would have aided me uh, a lot uh, just to say the least, but today is all about harmony. Okay. And so we've talked about turnarounds. We've talked about things that incorporated harmony already, but today we're sort of going to uh, just sit down and talk about what is harmony, how you might interpret harmony. What are some other ways to interpret harmony, um, to expand on what you already know, um, And it's important to, you know, to work in all of these facets, you know, try trying not to just focus on one or the other, uh, but trying to stay as open as possible with your ears, okay. And this could happen, um, you know, if if you're in the jazz band, for instance, and someone else is taking a solo, and uh, you're listening to, you know, the vocabulary. Uh, essentially, and how they're, you know,
2: incorporating notes uh, on top of certain chord changes or it might ease tension or release tension. And these are just natural principles in
1: music that uh, we've been dealing with since music has been created. Okay. So again, uh, just staying open in those facets are going to aid you down the road. So again, what is harmony? Well, you know, to, to try to put it simply, harmony is, you know, the relationship between two intervals, okay? Um, and, you know, that's, it's usually, a, it's going to be a space, right? Um, but it could be, you know, we can have semitones, um, whole steps up to thirds, fourths, fifths, sixths, distances, right? Um, Each of these uh, steps is a certain distance away from the other note. Now, you know, I know you have to have three notes to make a chord, things like that, uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about just harmony right now. And so it's important to understand some of these stronger harmonic just you know, pitches out there. Um, And so I don't mean pitches sort of by by letter names uh, or keys, but just by these uh, classifications of fourths, fifths, thirds, uh, things of this nature. I'm sure you might've heard, you know, these uh, principles already. And so one way we can describe them very simply is by just talking about a major scale Okay, we'll, we'll talk about C major right now, which is, you know, eight keys white to white on your on your keyboard, right? And so in this one incorporates um, a, a second, major third, perfect fourth, perfect fifth, sixth, major seventh, and an octave. Okay, and so with all of these played together, we have this sound that leads us into uh, the beginning pitch, an octave up. Now, each of these notes are uh, a distance right away from our, our root, so to speak. Okay, so I'll turn it up just a little bit louder. So we have our root in our, I'll play our root in our second together. <laughs> root in our third. Root in our fourth fifth, let's keep on going up sixth, excuse me, seventh, and our octave, okay, and it's important to hear each of those pitches, okay, and how it relates to, uh, you know, the, the root note, essentially. Uh, with our octave, it's, it's as clear as the pitch can be, right? Or as it should be if we're playing in tune uh, for us brass musicians. Um, but then we have notes that sort of have some crunch in there. Hopefully you heard, um, well, the crunchiest interval, uh, for lack of a better term, would be the root in the major seventh, again, played... Now play it again. This might sound like a really bad alarm clock, uh, but when played with the rest of a C major chord, it produces a very nice sound. And what you're hearing is four intervals basically, right? Uh, So our root uh, to our third, our major third, You're hearing um, our root to our fifth. That is a perfect fifth. And you're hearing our root to our major seventh. Okay, so each of these intervals. Here's a fifth. Here's a seventh. it's important to sort of hear or aim to hear with your ear again, each of these intervals when you hear a C major chord, can you hear that root? Can you hear the third? Can you hear the fifth or the seventh? Because if you can, then you might be able to hear other extensions on top of a chord that might aid you in soloing now or, or in composing, or you know anything, right? So that's the first step: is try to use your ear in relation to, you know, the the harmony that you're you're presented with, okay? Um, and it doesn't just stop there, right? Because we have these very crunchy intervals that we talked about, right? So that was the major seventh and the root. Here's another sort of crunchy interval, which is just the root and the second note. I'll play it again. Now this is a whole step, okay? So um, those two notes together, they don't really have a strong sense of harmony, not like a third or a fourth or fifth. Those three intervals have a very strong, and so does the six. Six has a very strong relation as well. Um, and so that's something to take note of, You know that, that strong sense of harmony, okay? Um, and then practice it throughout your, your keys, right? And again, this is just C major, but I'm just demonstrating the, uh, the interval length here. Okay so by practicing these intervals on your horn So do you, uh, as I'm going up through um, these chords, or this is just C major, okay, what I'm playing. Root, third, fifth, and seventh. But I will go up and invert it uh, as I go up to get these different sounds going. That's a cool sound, right? But, That's a completely different sound, right? And so that builds from the third of our chord, which leads to an concert E, concert G, concert B. And those three notes together give you a concert or E minor triad. So now we're sort of playing off of a different chord while thinking of C major. Okay, and then if we extend it to the fog.
2: Excuse me. um,
1: It's just, it's a different sound entirely. And so we're building from here. So you can make exercises for yourself okay ascending descending diatonic uh, chromatic okay and so again this is just with c major but you can incorporate any chord or scale practice into what we're doing here all right and so that's really the best part of it whatever you're working on you know just kind of take it uh i used to take one key a week okay at least with my with my warm ups and uh sort of the maybe the you know 30 minutes or so of just practicing where i'm trying to find new material because that's important too it's important to practice um you know our quote unquote you know um just material that's going to make us great players, uh, you know, sort of um, having a hard time finding it, but just the rudiments, right? Uh, going back to the basics, long tones, you know, scale practices, things like this. But then, you know, there's a certain point in your practice where you need to be pushing uh, the limits on what you know. And so again, once a week I would pick a key. So with my, my warmups, right? So I would do, you know, scales, long tones, things like things like this. I would pick G melodic minor. Okay. That would be my scale for the week. Okay. And so I would really get comfortable uh, with G or melodic minor. Okay. Uh, also known as G minor, or if it's a chord, you might see this as G minor with a major seven okay so it's just a different sound on piano and so i'll spend the whole week just on g melodic minor right doing scales in thirds things like this uh incorporating uh, exercise that i just showed you uh, just to aid me maybe i was playing a, a tune right that week and it just had a lot of Uh, G minor major seven so I needed to practice that sound that chord to get some different ideas going because that's the one thing I really don't enjoy hearing is uh, you know young players who don't have those creative ideas right and that's a big difference from someone who's playing you know a whole bunch of fast material that's great you know, but how creative are they being with that material, right? And you can tell it's, it's a sense of energy um, or a sense of, you know, implication from the artist that, hey, we're, you know, I'm, I'm sort of changing this now. And so listen for that, guys. Uh, I can't recommend that enough if you're hearing a different harmony okay man what was like tap tap the guy on the shoulder or the girl on the shoulder said what were you playing you know um that was great or or record it go home and and sit down with it take it you know note by note why because you are going to understand uh their intervallic interpretation over these chords and then as we mature that's all we're doing is is maturing our note selection uh, especially when you play the trombone we can't play 10 billion notes right uh in one course i wish we could it would be really cool uh but we need to be more selective with the pitches that we have to play uh opposed to other instruments right who might be able to play 10 notes at the same time Oh. Well, eight right piano players um i'm sure th- they can play ten note chords um but it's just it's a different level of understanding and again it's it's no matter what level you're on you can benefit from this type of practice mike got any questions i think that's all i had for for interval well, practice. um I, I found it
0: very neat and helpful uh, that you said, you know, of course, study the chords, you know, playing up and down. But here's what a, a good thing I heard you say make your own exercise out of playing those uh, intervals. You know, sometimes I know uh, students say, you know, it's, it gets boring playing the same thing. Well, this is where you can get creative, you know. Uh, You want to play up and down the intervals. You want to jump from the first to the seventh. I mean, and maybe play with the backing track. If we're doing blues, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can do this. So um, I really like the fact that you brought that in the picture because we all need this theory, but it doesn't have to be boring. But it's, it's vital. When you say it's vital to have this knowledge
1: yeah and and by making your own exercises right it it gives you not only something to do, but you're now understanding your own knowledge in a different way. And so by having uh m- you know Tyler workman number two c major exercise that's something that nobody else has right maybe it's taken from somewhere else but it's very personal and then man i want to find that third exercise now after i've mastered two on all 12 keys and then keep on going keep on creating and then guys are going to be looking at you like man how did you come up with this stuff it's like well i've been practicing my sounds my harmony this is what i you know am looking for
0: absolutely and and you know you also talked about you know coming up with your own um you know exercises but here's another one learning different keys but taking one (laughs) at a time how many times have we seen you know someone say i'm gonna learn all 12 skills this week that's like just setting you up for failure i mean our brains need time to retain it digest it man and that's why
1: i I didn't mean to cut you off i would take one key a week It, it there's you know yeah it might seem like a long time to some people but a week's not that long and and so that practice right is is just going to be fundamental for for everything going forward it's not like that key goes away after that week, keys, you know, pop up in music all the time.
0: That's true. And if you don't have that practice in, the first time you see E major or B major on a piece, if you're not used to that, it's going to stop you in your tracks. But, you know, I do want to say, you know, when you're doing that one key of a week, you know, you can do the major, the minor, you know, you can go through yes. all the different types of modes. You just don't have to say, hey, I'm going to do B flat concert scale and that's it. You know, there's so many ways you can play a B flat concert scale, master it. And then I'm pretty sure, would you agree, after you get past a couple, they're going to all start get a little easier uh, to to master. Would you agree? Absolutely. And what if I told you, if you learn
1: your B-flat concert scale, you actually learned seven other scales. Mm. Uh, And that's something that doesn't really get uh, talked about as much. Uh, Because if you could play your B-flat concert, you can play E-flat Lydian. And E-flat Lydian is great. Uh, Don't you agree?
0: I agree. All of those modes, they're they're awesome. But you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Start with the basics. It's that and understanding, right? Right, right, and just keep growing and just ex- keep exploring. Never get, um, you know, complacent and just saying, "Hey, I'm only playing songs in E flat. I'm only playing songs in F. Why do I need that?" No, you you need it all, as much as you can get. So, and you know what? This is a great time to say, "Hey, if you know other people that need." knowledge like this and i always say it doesn't matter what level you're on i mean i am still here learning from you know some of the things that Tyler is talking about today i'm like oh you know what that makes sense because we can all see things a different way but we want to recommend that you go out tell other people about what you're hearing so tell them go to our website check out those uh, upcoming free sessions and archives uh, you can go to www.clearwaterjazz.com education. You can email us. Say if you say, hey, you know what? I like what Tyler taught me today. And can we go a little bit more in depth with that? Sure. Put in a request. Email us at info at clearwaterjazz.com. We would love to hear from you. I've been your, I'm your guest host, Michael Cronodal. And we've had Tyler Workman here giving us some great knowledge. And uh, we want you to keep it swinging. And we'll see you on the next one.
2: you for listening to clearwater jazz holidays young lions jazz master virtual sessions thank you to our friends at marine max clearwater for helping to present this podcast series to learn more about the clearwater jazz holiday annual festival tradition other special events throughout the year and our year-round education and outreach please visit clearwaterjazz.com